This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mutch, Cedric has been sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the rugby league brain power, the sheer audacity, the dominant IQ of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia. <coughs> Welcome to another bludge. This is H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much board is barely enough. Welcome to our Easter Super Special, traditionally our top rating show of the year. A couple of highlights to get us rolling. The NRLW and the Roosters in a big boil over against the Big Red V in the big dance. The Chuck 16, Big Red V4. It was a real surprise when the uh, Chooks pecked to death the uh, <clears throat> Dragons. Now, the Crows in the AFLW win a three-peat against the Demons. Uh, let me dial up the melody. The Crows, four goals, five, 29 points. The Demons, two goals, four, 16 points. It was a gripper, but the Crows just too good on the day. The Crows top in one cop, i.e. the women, and almost bottom in the other. Go figure, that's the blokes. Hard to imagine that, isn't it? So much football talent, so much football IQ in one town, one expressed in the women's team. Just fantastic. We know what we do. We know the goals, etc. Points, yeah, etc. We don't want many of them. Bounce the ball off we go. Goal back in the centre. That sort of stuff. In the blokes, they haven't got a clue. Now, rugby league soaps. Big talking point last week was the rugby league soaps, and you may remember the royalties from the rugby league soaps go to support the AFL. Now, the 2020 bludging uh, winter range is launched this week. Uh, the box of six features the stars of the Canterbury-Angstown Bulldogs. That's the shape of their heads. There's Matt Dufty, Addo Carr, Paul Vaughney Vaughan, Topeta Pangai Jr., Josh Jackson, and their spiritual leader, Gus Gould. I mean, that lot of soap will clean up any mess. I'm, that's a fact. I'm telling you now, that's a fact for a start. You don't need much else cleaning products-wise if you've got a bit, box of six rugby league soaps in the shape of the Canterbury-Angstown Bulldogs. Now, Commonwealth Games... Now, remember the Commonwealth Games uh, was awarded to Melbourne because no one else wanted them, and then Melbourne sort of didn't want them either, so they farmed them off to uh, towns all over the place, and the good news is the shop put will be now going to Swan Hill, so that's great news that the shop put will be in Swan Hill. The rowing will be at Kangaroo Flat. I'm not quite sure where, but the news reaching me is an artificial lake will be developed with government funding. Uh, federal government funding, uh, and the rowing will be on that artificial lake. It'll be called the Barnaby Joyce Lake once it's built. And uh, the cricket will be played at Donald, so that's a fairly uh, cut-and-dried event there, but the Kangaroo Flat's the one of interest. Now, does the run of a streaker add to game day experience? This is a very big question, very big question. And uh, it'll be uh, 
one of the topics tackled in this week's pilot of Eye of the Storm with Cam Smith. And along with uh, does the streaker add to the game day experience, other topics to discuss are, are referees having their best season ever? It's provocative, I know, but there's two sides, yes or no, and it'll be probed by the panel. Uh, incidentally, should all league-loving nudists on the stroll be sent straight to jail in a purpose-built rugby league facility? I mean, that was suggested this week when people with less, well, not much on, were, you know, running around in the middle of a game of rugby league. I'm not sure whether it's a good idea or not. In, is the captain's challenge being abused or has the code got it right? I suspect it's being abused. Special guests joining Cam on the set of scrum on the day bed of dump on the feud on a football in this week's pilot include the cheese, Brandon Smith, those lovable loons, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly talking quality footwear and the iLab unpacks the enigma that is David Fafita. We've been promising to do this for weeks now, unpacking the enigma that is David Fafita. We'll do it today if we get time from Sneezeby to make the pilot for, you know, obviously Eye of the Storm. And you can see that, you know, you can see where these uh, lineups are going, can't you? Top rating. That's a top rating lineup. Let me give it to you again. The Cheese, Haas and Kelly, uh, the iLab unpacking the enigma, and, uh, you know, obviously Cam Smith casting his magic over the whole potpourri. Now, speaking of league, and it is a funny old game, isn't it? It's a very funny old game. Match of the round, Sharks v West Tigers last su- Sunday at Sportsbet was interrupted by four pitch invaders, most of them mercifully clothed. One almost torched the joint with a giant flare. It's great when the public want to get involved with league heroes, but all that smoke puts people off and there are already enough reasons not to go to the league. Do you know what I mean? I mean, people need to get a grip here. I mean, we'll talk about pitch invasion in a minute, you know, the whys and wherefores, the do's and don'ts, but taking out a bloody big flare that fills the joint with smoke, not on. Melbourne and F1, well, what a week. What a week! It was a weekend when Melbourne erupted. Ricciardo, sixth, Verstappen. Well, what can you expect? What can you expect? I mean, how to business with 19 laps to go? I mean, that's pure Verstappen, isn't it? Dreams and hopes went up in smoke. I mean, do I have to repeat the facts? Fill the rest in yourself. I don't know the bloke, dot, dot, dot. And blindsiders, whispers reaching me suggest we keep an eye on Melbourne-led foot sensation Oscar Piastri. Knowledgeable observers say that OP is the next cab off the rank. He could, according to some, be even better than our DNF maestro Mark Webber. So put the name Piastri down in the little black book. Oh, Phil. Cheers, lumps in the throat. The AFL and the murder of Gordon McLaughlin is moving on. I thought it'd never happen. I thought I'd go before him. Honestly, I did. I thought I'd be cracked, boxed and buried by the time Gil decided to pack it in. I mean, having killed the game in many parts of Australia, the man hiding in plain sight with the bloodstained putty knife in the hip pocket has decided those footsteps he hears at night when he wakes up in a cold sweat are the sound of plod on the prowl, nipping at his heels. I mean, he, Gil claims he has no regrets. No regrets! It's hard to imagine there is not someone or some club in some half-baked competition that Gil did not want to sink the putty knife into and shove into a freshly dug hole in the ground and they're still up breathing in the vertical position. I mean, no regrets. Get a grip, buddy. Incidentally, Rugby League Supremo uh, Peter Valentis gave Gil a very big send-off midweek. It was a real old-fashioned big blow of the smoke up the date. In fact, it was a bushfire of smoke. That's how much smoke was going up there. It was as though the man of feathers was measuring the murderer for a seat at the top table in rugby league administration. That's how I saw it, and I'm not alone. Could that be the... 
Could that be the master plan here? Volandis moves on, takes on the commie games or something, some ways like that where he gets paid a fortune to bugger all. What's different? Uh, and Guild shoehorned into the top job at Rugby League. Imagine how that'd go over in Sydney. Rugby Union and the old gold fruit and nut. Are they getting a new coach? This is a question that emerged this week, and could that coach be the current Queensland red polisher, Brad Thorne? Thorne, in an expansive interview this week, said he would be honoured to take on the mint twirls, the uh, flakes of the rugby league world, sorry, the rugby union world. I mean, that's a big burden Thorne's going to take on if he takes on the uh, Wallabies. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward once again through the subtly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go. To get a go. I mean, that's the message at the moment. If you've got something already from having a go, then get in the queue for another go. It's yours. It's there. It's just waiting to be picked up. And now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope. The voice of hope. That's right. To step up to the mic for another spray. League lovers, get a grip because the voice of hope is only heard on bludging on the blindside. The voice belongs to, yes, you guessed it, not Verstappen, but for rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league for another week. Can get the bludging bunny in motion simply by outlining your highlights this week. Fully six, Simon out. Yes, thank you very, very, very much, uh, HG Nelson and happy rugby league, HG, happy rugby league. Australia. Uh, and you're right, there is certainly no news from Nine at this stage on the eye of the storm. And I don't understand why Sneesby is uh, is dallying. I, I, I just And there's been no announcement, more concerning, there's been no announcement vis-a-vis Rabs. Um, where is Rabs? Yes, Ray uh, Rabbit's uh, warrant. What is going on with Rabs? Uh, has Sneesby got it in for Rabs? I don't like that. If Sneezeby's got issues with Rabs, let us know what these issues are, Sneezeby. <laughs> because I know Rabs. We've met Rabs a few times. Lovely fella. Loves his league. Loves his rugby league. Mm. Loves calling his rugby league. Big IQ. And everyone wants to hear Rabs back calling rugby league. <laughs> now, Sneezeby, you've had your feet under the desk for <laughs> long enough now, fella. You've got to put in, make some decisions. I have the storm, tick the box. Rams, come on in. There's the microphone. Here's your rugby league call. It's not that hard. It's called leadership. Mm. Sneeze me. Now, having said that, yeah, it's easy to see why I found him a terribly personable, you know, when I had that original meeting with him. About either storm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knew, yeah, yeah. knew who Kemp Smith yeah, was. Yeah, didn't confuse him with the right, golfer. He was all over it. You knew all about the rugby league. Knew all about the Melbourne Storm. How great they were, and how you know what an immortal in waiting Cam is. He was right, right, right across all to, of that. Right, right up to it. Well, that's all of a that. He said he was prepared to take some soundings. Soundings. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. I said that's great. Take some soundings and get back to me. I don't know if he's taken soundings at all. I don't like soundings in rugby league. Don't, no. don't feel right to me. Some well, rugby league doesn't need any sound. Exactly. Something whiffy about that. I know. Now, Ricciardo, yes, sixth in the Melbourne Grand Prix, but the big talking point was that he was ordered oh. not to overtake Norris, who was fifth, but struggling. He limped home in fifth. Now, uh, he's a racing car driver. Ricciardo is born to race. Mm. He could easily have overtaken Norris. But, oh, no, 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 we want it this way. It's not right. 
See, I, I thought I was Imagine under the, punters. I was under the misunderstanding. Yes, well, punters, of course, me included. Mm. You know, big loser, thank you very much, because I had him down at fifth. Uh, I uh. certainly come in at fifth. Um, I thought Ricciardo was the number one driver well, in so the team. Well, so did I. So did I. And I think he thought so too. Yeah. But it doesn't appear so now. No. Which is a great shame. No. Great shame. Now, the 12th hole at Augusta costs Cam Smith the green jacket. What a tremendous ambassador for golf he is, Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his uh, post uh, 18th hole interview, I thought it was wonderful. Electrified. W- very, very dignified. Mm, dignified. Dignified. Mm. Uh, no, no, big, tickets. No, no tickets on himself. No. He's not big noting himself. No. He didn't talk anyone down. He, he was proud to be there, proud to be an Australian, proud to play golf and uh, proud to be proud. Well, you can't beat that. That's just perfect, just perfect. Uh, racing is back at Birdsville. I don't know if you uh, Had a managed to get anything on. But uh, it was it was terrific, mm. terrific to see. They had a great season out. They had a lovely season, mm. and as you pointed out, in one of the races were four horses. Oh, no. Incredible. It was four amazing. horses. Yeah. I don't know where they came I, from. I have no They're idea. I don't know how they did it. It was it a miracle. Through the roof. The miracle of Birdsville. Now, uh, as you pointed out, the murderer's gone. He said he's done enough, and let's face it, he probably has. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we can do is wish him all the best in what would we describe as the next phase of his life. Yeah. He's still got plenty to give, yeah. administratively. Yeah. Um, He's taking on children's books, I understand. Is he really? Yeah. Good. It wouldn't surprise me. Good on him. Good on him. Good on him. Uh, the Matildas ease by New Zealand 3-1. Uh, and they look pretty sharp. They do look pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, I don't know how good New Zealand well, is at the moment. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a who cares fixture, really. Well, but, I think uh, it's described as a friendly. Somewhere. Friendly, yeah, right, friendly. Now, Nick Kyrgios, speaking of friendly, he's upset at the volume of messages asking him to leave tennis. <laughs> Hard to believe. Hard to believe. I mean, wasn't it, wasn't it Nick who was arguing that uh, the reason we had bumper crowds at the Australian Open was not because of Barty, was because of him? Yeah. Huh? I mean, he's delusional. I suppose totally so. delusional. He's a tennis player. But, well, he's a all. tennis player. I mean, yeah. a lot of tennis players, most tennis players are delusional. Yeah. You know, they think Roger Federer, he thinks he's coming back <laughs> without a knee. Like, delusional. Yeah. You know, Djokovic thinks he can go around the world with a, by, while being unvaccinated. I mean, well, wrong. Well, wrong. Totally wrong. De- totally delusional. <laughs> I mean, Boris Becker. Fraud. 29th, fraud. 29th, that's when the sentence is coming down, somewhere between one and seven years, we're imagining. Uh, the President's Cup to come to Victoria in 2024, I think, and in 2048, something like that. It's a bit... That's great news. Great news for Victoria. For 12-year-olds. Yeah, great news. Something to look forward to, <laughs> the President's Cup. Will Cam Smith still be playing? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. He's still a relatively young he man. Is. And it he gives is. him something to look forward to. Uh, Shepparton HG has been snubbed for a hosting right. role in the Commonwealth Games. Now, I think Shepparton has the best shooting facilities in Victoria. And shooting's big in the Commonwealth shooting's Games. Shooting's huge. In I the think they have more Games. shooting more medals. In, well, India. Yeah, exactly. You know? More yeah. shooting medals than yeah. uh, any other competition at, they do. at the Commie Games. They do. Uh, we are blessed with wonderful. Uh, shooting facilities throughout Australia. I mean, Sydney's got that excellent shooting. The, the, the new Wagga 
Uh, oh, complex, complex that's, that's, out that's going it's out of this world. I think yeah. that, that's cost something like one point seven billion. That's Daryl Maguire's. That's Daryl Maguire's. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it is decorator. state of the art. State of the art. Now, yeah. I'm not suggesting that uh, that Shepparton's facilities are as good as Wagga's. They're not, but they're still world class, absolutely world class. And you'd go along. Look, I don't think you'd find a better shooting facility in regional Victoria than Shepparton. I think you're right there. I don't think you would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I could be proven wrong. Uh-huh. I mean, I haven't been everywhere in rural re- 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 Victoria. I haven't. No, no. You admit that straight but I, up. I, I said that right up the front. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But but I have seen the Shepparton facilities. And it's great. And I would be proud to shoot there. <laughs> of course, the big winners are, you know, Snorville. Geelong, Bendigo, Ballarat and Gippsland. I know, it's uh, wrong. I mean, it? it's wrong. Thank goodness. Where's Kangaroo the excitement? Flat. Exactly, the excitement. Imagine. Had it been Shepparton? Yeah. Whoa! Whoa, whoa! S-Town. Count me in. <laughs> Count me in. Now, the, um... Oh, the other thing that's galling is the regional idea for the Commonwealth Games came from the Mayor of Shepparton. I know. It, wonderful idea. Wonderful eh? idea. And what's Dan Andrews? He must hate his guts. He must do. Yeah, to snub him like that. Well, him or her, I'm not sure. Oh, sorry, I'm not, yes. I'm not sure. Very wise. Um, I, I, I'm not up to speed really with my original Marriage. Victorian mayors yeah. at this stage. I'm prepared to own up to that. Yeah. <laughs> own up to that. I am. I, I just don't know. But you're right, Dan Andrews must have... Shepparton in the crosshairs for uh, some reason or other. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like shooting. Maybe he doesn't. Or SBC two fruits. Yep. Now, West Tigers record the longest losing streak in the history of the franchise. That's a record, isn't it? Isn't it? You can be proud of that. Very proud of that. I it's think. not an enormous number, though, is it? Oh, eight. Eight, yeah. Eight games. Eight, eight, eight rounds well, without a win. Well, something build on that. Well, it's something to build on, isn't yeah. it? I mean, they could be a very long year. Well, yeah. Um, Gee, I feel a bit sorry for them. Poor James Tarmo trying to bloody lead. Oh, man, I don't know where you start. Madge, what what can we do with Madge? I mean, are they listening to Madge? Arguably, no. But then again, I tried talking to Madge this week and he was talking to me for roughly two and a half hours and I didn't hear a word he said. (laughs) Honestly. I just left confused. I said, sorry, Major, I'm going to have to go now, mate. Look at the time. <laughs> Look at the time. And he kept going. And once I'd left, he kept talking to himself as if I was there. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. These things happen, though. These things happen, you? yes. Ivan and Nathan Cleary, they've signed a five-year deal with the Panthers. And the deal is said to be north of, wait for it, $107 million. That's not bad, is it? Wow. That's a lot of money, isn't it? That's lifted the bar. I mean, we can talk about, uh, you know, wage wages should rise, you know, to cope with uh, the looming inflation, inflation mm. and uh, petrol Costs prices and, and what have you, yeah. going through the roof, food mm. going through the roof because mm. of petrol prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know this. Well, most of us do. Um, so uh, $107 million over five years, well, you do the sums. Uh, I think they'll be right for petrol, those two. Um, now, uh, not one mention, HG, not one, not one, not one mention of rugby league in the first week of the election campaign from either the Prime Minister or Albo. No, it's... Not one word! Desperate. It desperate. is desperate! I know. I mean, what is that about? Mm. 
I mean, why wasn't Albo at the Souths match yesterday? I mean, why wasn't the Prime Minister at the, uh, the Sharks. Sharks game? Yeah. Would have been a tremendous opportunity to, to get the like. message out. I mm. mean, Albo could have gone into the box with, 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 uh, with Gus. Yeah, or Andrew. Or Andrew. I mean, and, a, and, and probably called the game for a Gary while. Gary called a bit of the game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not one bloody word. You know, I, you know Andrew. And I put it to Anthony Albanese when I did see him. I said, I said, Albo, what is the value of rugby league to the Australian economy? Right? And did you have a number in mind? He didn't know. What? He did not know. Not a clue. Wow. So I had to point out to him 29.6 billion, Albo. He said, I thought it'd be more than that. Make of that what you will. The Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, bludgers. Now, Roy, last weekend there was a lot of incidents that I never thought I'd see in a rugby league Paddock? Yes. The headline in Monday's paper was Volandis, predictably enough, su- suggesting that, uh, you know, people who took flares and ran onto pitches and stuff, straight to jail. Straight to jail. No mm. questions asked. Yep. They would set out the fines and the uh, time to be served mm. and this would slow it up. Now, I put it to you that Volandis has been asleep at the wheel about this. Mm-hmm. You and I, I mean, I've got to be honest here. I've got to put my hand up and say I've run on as a trainer many, many times mm. in addressed in the clobber, obviously. No one's questioned me. Mm. They said I can sit there, wait there, you'll get a pop to go on. Mm. Sometimes I'll run out there with the water. I've done it the AFL for years now. For the best part of two decades, I love it. Mm. I love being part of the, the heady atmosphere of, you know, yeah. top flight football competition. Sure. So it's no wonder that lots of other people are, uh, are coming on mm. willy-nilly, yeah. thinking I'll drag on. Now, were these people... Did you get any idea that these people were protesting? Never mind the semi-nudist. We'll come to the semi-nudist in a minute. Mm. But did you get it that they were protesting refereeing decisions or the state of rugby league, the lack of acknowledgement by the two major parties about rugby league, anything like that? Did you get the sense of that? Look, they were complaining about something. Very hard to get to the bottom of what it was. Uh, it, it might have been just a general, I've had enough. There's certainly a lot of that about. There is a lot of that about. I've I've just had enough. Yeah. Let's let's walk out into the pitch and stop everything. Was that the idea? I think that was the, the bloke idea. with the flare. That that yeah, was the idea right. there. Well, you it? couldn't see anything. You couldn't see anything, but but the flare was there. You know, I'm I'm here with the flare because I want things to stop. <laughs> was, no. was that it? Was that the well? The message got through, didn't it? I mean, just before things you, did stop while the flare was going. Yeah, it was a sizable flare. It was a sizable and quite flare. a burn area in the it, middle of the it ground. Was it was it was yeah. yeah. But, I, but like you, I, I was a bit baffled by it. Baffled, yes. I, ba- I was scratching my head, thinking there's yeah. got to be something. Remember, a little while ago, a number of people ran on in English Premier League matches. They did, and um, did they with those um, you know ties. 
round their neck yeah. to the goalposts. So it took them a while to get them untied. Oh, that's true, yes. You know, the, uh, yes, the yes, ankle yes, ties, yes, et cetera. Yes, 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 yes. Did we get to the bottom of what that protest was about? They were protesting the use of oil. They did have a very serious... Okay. Well, you know... What, the, the use like, of oil in petrol or the use of... By extension, the people would have used oil to get to the EPL fixture. Right. And so that they thought that was wrong. Okay. Right. They were making a general point about the state of the society. Right. And the use of petrol, oil, ah, oil products in right. the society. Okay. Um, yep. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a long way from the EPL. You've got to understand I have no insight into what goes on there. This is what I divine by yeah. not hearing them talk right. but by reading reports in the paper. Okay. Okay. But uh, Okay. <clears throat> so was the flare bloke, was that anything to do with oil? I mean, was, he comp- was it about petrol being too expensive or something? Well, you see, that's right. That's what I did. I miss something. Did I miss something? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. Was, wasn't as though he took. How a sign are we supposed out to understand that holding up a flare during a game of rugby league is connected to petrol prices? See, how are we meant to? Uh, no, it's too hard, isn't it? It's too hard. I just go back to your thing. Is I'm just fed up. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going <coughs> to run on with a flare. With a flare, that'll show them. Yeah, that'll tell them. Mm. Now. Right. Just putting that on pause for a minute, I'll well, come back well, to it. Well, are you worried like I am that this is going to become a, a weekly thing every game, that mm. there's going to be a, what we'd call a flare-up? Beautifully put. Look, can I just say I worry about junior grades? Yes. I, I just worry about oh, people. kids with flares. School matches oh, no. interrupted by flares. Yes. People get, you know, mm. Roman candles and hold them up. They will. They will. Sparks everywhere. Yes. Have to go to hospital. Yeah. Emergencies will be filled up with I burn, rugby league protests. They'll be burning. I mean, burn you know, God, go someone's going to run out with a with a <laughs> tin of petrol and set fire to it. Yeah. I mean, where's it going to end? I know. Now, just put this on pause because yeah. I'm going to suggest that rugby, because Volandis has been asleep at the wheel with regard to security at mm. rugby league grounds. I see it weekly. It's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. You see, after every week, the the players take their boots over and give them to some. Supporter, yes. often a young supporter in the crowd, and that's great. great it's a lovely league, gesture. Publicity, lovely gesture. Yeah. But the downside is people can jump the fence and run on with a flare. Yeah. So, yeah. remember the rugby league jail concept, which you and I have prosecuted for many, many years Yeah, now. but that was for players, not for fans. Well, wait a minute. All rugby league matches to be played inside the rugby league jail. Oh. So I'm not saying they all what have to stay. a complex, a bit like Silverwater, and it has a rugby league stadium. In exactly. there, exactly, and so any anyone I, running out with a flare or well, we weeded out without underpants running out. Yeah, they just go straight, straight to jail. They're, They're already jail. there. Yeah. They're already there. Right now, can I put to you that the um, remember the height of the pandemic? A number of facilities were supposed to be built. Yeah, and we got one. I think it was a centre of resilience up uh, in well in the Darwin area. That's right. Yes, yes. Probably had a groovy name like the you know I don't know mm-hmm. centre of resilience. It's, That'll yeah, do. Yep. I'm just wondering if one of those could be purpose adapted right. to rugby league. The, the, the so, Darwin facility? Well, I just picked that because that one st- sticks in my mind. Right. I know they don't have any teams in the, in the NRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they don't. No. But, you know, I think there was one going to be built in Geelong. Right. One was going to be built in Queensland. Yes. Maybe the Queensland one has yeah. to be readapted, repurposed. Sure. Not for people coming in from overseas, mm. but for rugby league Okay. Events. Mm. But does this mean that all the stadiums that are being built at the moment... They're wrong. They're, they're, well, all, they're automatically out of date? Is that what Exactly. Yeah, they're not right. secure. We might be able to dig a moat in around yeah. the edge. Oh, okay. And, you know, yes. do something like that. And so that'd slow people up. Yeah. Especially if we didn't allow people who could swim in. Sure, sure. Now, 
Yep. Or put, put, if people came armed with long planks. They'd be out. They'd be out. Yeah. <laughs> now, the person who... I mean, have we got to the point where we've got to strip search everyone before they go into a rugby league ground? Is that what it is? see if they've got, got a plank on board. See if they've got a, either a plank... A flare. Or a flare. Or something, some other stupid thing to burn. Exactly. <laughs> some other stupid thing to burn. Now, look, you see I put this down, no leadership. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be unkind here. No leadership. I mean, this, as I say, an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Now, I come to the streaker, mm. the semi-clad person whose name is, who didn't want to be identified by a, a full name, but Jarvon seems to be the uh, the, the name this R- person goes by. Jarvon, yes. Yeah, Jarvon mm-hmm. talks about the, remember, of course, the picture's indelibly etched in my mind of mm. uh, being chased by a couple of uh, security people who were, who were inept. Inept. Yeah. And somebody with a bit of rugby league training mm. eventually, uh, you know, did the right thing, I mm. suppose, yep. from the point of view of uh, trying to get the game underway, yes. but a very bad thing in terms of, mm. you know, you know, what like an image yeah. question for rugby league. Anyway, the tackle, she says, the tackle was honestly fine. I think it's fair play. I got, I got what I deserved. He should keep his job. Right. Jarman went on to say, streaking was something I always wanted to do. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, Who doesn't? I know exactly what I did. It's a bucket list thing, yeah. kind of thing. But also, when your friends, <clears throat> when your friends tell you to do it, yeah. and you don't think you're going to do it, it was a surreal and out of body experience. Oh yeah, right. There's the modern language for you. It is surreal. Mm. Now, right. Right. where do we go to with this? Mm. I mean, we've well, got- okay. Uh, I think there is a simple solution, actually, that some matches can be determined that okay, streak is welcome. Stringer's welcome match, and it's announced before kickoff or at halftime. Streakers are allowed on. You know, ten minutes before the game. Okay, could all streakers assemble at the northern part of alongside the ambulance? Yeah, <laughs> and then gear off. Yeah, they run around. People, yeah, good on you, man. Well done, Jarvan. Love your work, Jarvan. Then they're happy. You know, they've had their surreal experience. They've done it. Out of body experience, all of that, then they can go tog up again, sit enjoy back in the crowd and enjoy their rugby league. Now, I think it does need some sort of softer touch, like you're suggesting, because it's something that makes people look really stupid doing it. That's the the twang that that's the waft yeah. that has to be applied here. Yeah. Because if you become draconian, people will just love it and want to get involved and yes. try and avoid, you know. They're running yeah. this way. I think there was a streaker uh, at one of the AFL finals that might have been in Perth. Oh, yes. Might have been in the grand final. Bowl, I think the person's name was. And right. There was some suggestion he was related to the fast 800 metre, one, uh, you know, 1500 metre runner we've got at the moment. Right. Peter Bowl. Yeah. And maybe yeah. in the same, um, not, you know, maybe a cousin. Yeah. Someone like that. I thought, right. oh, God, that bloke, you should mm-hmm. get him into a program and get him running. Mm-hmm. He looks as though he's got all the skills. But having yeah. said that, yes. it's a long way from this particular problem. It is. And a softer touch might be the, the way because I, yeah. I, I'm just worried now that unless everybody's in jail with you, yeah. going tra- straight to jail is dead wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's the message you sends? No, I, I know, I know. <laughs> well, maybe there's got to be... You know, as you're getting your ticket or as you're queuing up to go into the game, there's a, a, a form you've got to fill out, a, a form of intention. <laughs> you put your name down, your address, and that's, that's you know, you've got to have proof. Email. proof. You've got to have proof that it's you or your driver's licence, passport, mm-hmm. something like that. And you, you, you tick the box. Are you, are you here to streak? 
Yes or no? Do, do you, you have a flare on you? Yeah, do you have yes a plank? Yes or no? Yeah. Have you brought a plank? <laughs> and they sign it and then you know where you stand. So you've got a legal document then that you can prosecute that person with. Now, sure, it's going to be a little bit like, uh, you know, trying to fly somewhere at the moment. It's going to slow things down. It will. But people will get used to it they after will. a while. They'll come three hours early. Yes. To fill out their forms. Yes. See, in the old days... Have you done your form of intention? Yes, I've done my form of... Yeah. Show well, me your form on. of intention. Yeah, yeah here on. it is. Signed? Yeah, good. Yeah. Stamped? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the bludge is backing Brad Thorne. The bludge has always backed Brad Thorne. This is The Bludge, still bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, the, <clears throat> the flare holder, Andy George, mm-hmm. he pleaded guilty to entering enclosed land without a lawful excuse and possessing a bright light distress signal in a public place in Sutherland Local Court right. midweek right. after running onto the field during Cronulla West Tigers match on Sunday. Yep. So this, your... Form of admittance, yes. Form of intention. Form of intention would Mm. cover a lot of these things. Yes. Because obviously you wouldn't want people possessing bright lights. No, no. Oh, lasers. Didn't someone fire a laser into a soccer player? They did. In Europe? Some important match? uh, Taking a goal kick? uh, Lasers. There were quite a number of lasers on the person taking the penalty in a penalty shootout. That's right. That's right. And I think the person missed. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Audience will know. Listeners will know. Yeah. Both the NRL and Cronulla believe the games at Points Best Stadium may be targeted during the election campaign given the Prime Minister Scott Morrison is a Sharks fan. I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Look, does Andy George, the bloke with the flair, does he know Jarbon? Probably. Right. Probably. I bet you there's a whole 5G QAnon. Oh, okay. Know, yeah. Levinist. Yeah, Levinist. I mean, there right. I've said it. Yep. Levinist movement. <laughs> yep. Out there. Right. Trying to one up. Yep. Trying to get something better. Mm. Javon's great. Yes. Love your work. Did Andy indicate why, why he did it, what, what, what he was protesting, <clears throat> or was it just a look at me thing? Okay. In noting it was not the first protest George had taken part in. All right. A magistrate, Philip Stewart, said he had little choice but to deal out harsh punishment. Mm. He's prepared to be arrested and he expects to be punished. There needs to be a strong message sent to the community mm. and to uh, and to the offender. No penalty other than prison is appropriate. Right. He's not remorseful at all. Rather, his actions were deliberate and calculated. Right. So, Valandes mm. labelled George representing the environmental protest group Fireproof Australia. Wait for it, an imbecile. Right. So there was a purpose. There was a purpose. Fireproof Australia. Right. And you may notice that I think it's Extinction Rebellion have upped their ante. Not necessarily in Australia. Right. But quite quite some, I think some work's being done here by Extinction Rebellion, but uh, certainly overseas. Yeah. Very visible. Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, that wasn't clear. I mean, how were we to determine that? How were we to get the message from Andy that he was standing there with the flare to fireproof Australia. I mean, how are we to know? Don't know. Don't know. The good. Well, I mean, fi- maybe the form of intention. Oh, if you could protest, ask you. Yes, good question. Yeah, good, good. if you are prepared to use a flare, laser, plank, etc. Who, will, et who be on behalf who, of? <laughs> <laughs> now, 
The group, Fireproof Australia, has since posted on social media to say that they would continue with similar protests mm. until their demands, which include immediate rehousing of flood and bushfire survivors, immediate implementation of the Royal Commission recommendations into the black summer bushfires and smoke-proofing schools, aged care and disability facilities are met. Right. I didn't realise that all those things hadn't been done. No. Gives you an idea of how out of touch I am. Yeah. And then Volandis... Having an imbecile running across the fl- with a flare not only jeopardises himself but our players, it's not acceptable. Yes. Can I ask where does Volandis stand on these issues, by the way, the issues I just read out? Mm. Aged care, fireproofing, schools. Sure. I mean, Flood be- victims. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I don't know. No. Uh, <clears throat> Volandis says you can protest but protest without possibility of possibly hurting someone. Mm. We have to do something. We just can't have people with flares running across rugby league field. It's dangerous. Yeah. What else are they going to do? Are they going to bring in Molotov cocktails? Well, there you are, see. See, now he's given them an idea. Yeah. Up until now, I Richard... hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. Yes, we've managed to get the Sidchrome onto the text number and the number is up and running on 0467920222. 0467920222 if you want to get involved with the show with the text. Now, Metsa Testa, the uh, Cronulla boss... His suggestion is, wait for it, we've done copious reviews from last night to today. Copious reviews. Copious reviews. What's that, 100,000? Hmm. Copious an awful lot. It is. It's not just one or two. Not only with our security company, but the police as well. Mm. We're making sure we are prepared. It's all about the safety of the players and officials on the pitch, but also people at the stadium watching the games. This individual has nothing to do with rugby league. Mm. He used the event to try and make a statement. We review after every event anyway, but we have reviewed amount of security available when we position them and certainly react a bit quicker as the safety and get the people around, you know, obviously out there too. We hope there are no repeats, but in time we, uh, in the time we're in, you have to be prepared. I'll say they were really asleep at the wheel though, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, is it possible to frisk? uh, frisk? I reckon frisk. Good idea. Have friskers... Uh, where you get your tickets or where you so go, you go buy in. Beer? Yeah. Now, remember Rugby League had a launch. I think it was at the start of last year mm. where it was an outdoor launch yep. and they were going to have some fireworks after, you know, the canapes and the uh, oh, yeah. obviously the lobster had gone around and the couple of beverages. Yep. But, of course, the weather changed, mm-hmm. as it has been very changeable lately, and had to move indoors. Yep. But they took all the fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks indoors and right. let them off. Now, That's right. This is rugby league. This is rugby league. <laughs> yes. Now yes, you think. Yes. Well, yes. Who was in? Who was in control? Who was in charge of that? Well, I think we it was the QRL. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's right. It was the Queensland Rugby League. And yeah. can I yeah. ask? Did they come out and say, "Well, we're imbeciles"? <laughs> I mean, because yeah. yeah. I, I I think Rex Mossop summed it up. Somebody quoted Rex Mossop as saying. You know, you have to wonder about some of the people who support rugby league. Yeah, yeah, so true. Uh, but in taking the fireworks indoors, it, it wasn't for any political purpose. No, it so wasn't. No, I agree protesting with that. I agree with that. No, I agree with that. It was just to provide entertainment. And can I just say, between you and me, it did. <laughs> Fashion comes and goes. Pop 
comes and goes. What comes, goes. Not Rugby League. Rugby League just comes. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, text line, it's up and running. Oh, yeah, Brendan's been in touch. He says, back in the 60s, Cumberland Oval had barbed wire to stop Parramatta supporters from invading the playing field. No, that rings a bell. That rings a bell, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'm not because I've been there at that time. It's not a good look, though, is it? No. I, I never like the look of barbed wire. You know, it's a bit like, you know, broken bottles. On the top, on of, the top a of a wall to keep yeah. kids out of a swimming pool. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not a good look. Uh, now, someone, uh, Craig, is wondering, why isn't the shooting being held at Wangaratta following Bridget McKenzie's earlier work? Well, they've got a fantastic shooting complex there. That's the only they way do. to describe it. They do. They've got a full range. They've got a 25-metre, you know, small bore, 10-metre, 10-metre big bore. I've, I've heard lot. about their small bore <clears throat> being absolutely world-class. Yes. Yeah. They've got a cafe where you can get a good cup of tea and a sandwich. Do they really? And they've got a merchandise shop where you want yes. to buy bullets, yep. Uh, yep. you know, duck shooting apparel, all that sort of stuff. Sure. They're very tooled up there. Isn't that the great? Ladder. But uh, that's what happens when you get bang, bang <coughs> in charge of yes. something. It's very go-ahead. Yep. Admittedly, she's a shooter, so she knows she what She is a want. shooter. And uh, I think she might have... Uh, uh, she might have done a bit of shooting there. Oh, she has. At Wangaratta. Oh, she is. She's the tip number one ticket holder. She's I the, think the that's club. right. Yeah, she's a big, I big think that's mover right. and shaker in did the Wangaratta. She, did Wangaratta get a good grant? I don't know. I hope they did. Yes. <laughs> well... If she moves on to something yes, like hell, I health, don't know. If they got a good car park, yeah, they got the Wangaratta Shooting oh, a, Club, and, the, and they'd the have train, to, wouldn't and they? The train station, and they've, they've got a railway station there yeah, now. They have. Out of this have the tracks been laid no, yet, or is just no, the no, oh, okay. it's just a station? Good. Now, just back to the flares for a minute, and we'll finish up with this. There were four separate pitch invaders at this match: Cronulla and. Uh, and West Tigers. Wow, they really picked that game out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Within two minutes, including obviously the. Uh, The flare man. We had uh, Andy George and Jarwin. Was Jarwin at the same match? No, no, no. She was at the other match. Right, that's good. Now, any point, uh, and Intruder was carried off Points Bet Stadium, and the smell of smoke hung in the air for minutes after the second half incident, Mm -hmm. which prompted security to tackle a political protester right next to the players. Now, that was a bit unfortunate. Yes. No sensibility, security. And if they see somebody, they just take them out. Yeah. Now, that action prompted three other men to jump the fence and run onto the field, two of whom managed to scamper back over into the crowd before being corralled by stadium security. Right. The flare left a noticeable mark. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, the crowd disturbance only briefly interrupted an otherwise dark day for the Tigers. Mm. Uh, well, they were only... They well, it gave people something else to talk about, <laughs> didn't it? I mean, but how I ordinary mean the... Madge must have been happy it happened. <laughs> Because he had stuff to talk about. Yeah, Madge, what, what do you think of the flare? Oh, look, the flare, yeah. You know, Glad you brought me attention <laughs> yeah. to that. I, I thought it was going to be bigger than what it turned out to be and I yeah. was kind of relieved. Yeah, I couldn't believe how long it went on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and how was long was it? <laughs> Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side.
Now, the... Um, Sorry, Greg from Goldie is suggesting that the form of intention could be done online <laughs> to speed things up. No, I think that's an excellent... I think that's a and very good idea. And print it off and you bring it along. And you bring it along, yeah. yes, to have it stamped. Now, it was a dark day for the Tigers except until uh, Ken Malmolo uh, got a try in the dying minutes. It was the mm. type of performance which triggered dismay. In commentary, Andrew Johns even asked if they had even reached rock bottom. Oh, yeah. Do you mean he, th- he thinks there's still a bit to f- further to fall? That's oh, my feeling too. Oh, dear. My feeling too. Oh, no, that can't be right. Madge mercifully said, I disagree. I disagree with Joey. He disagreed with Joey a couple of weeks ago. I disagreed right. with him last night. Disagreed with him last year. Yes. Um, How long has Madge been disagreeing with Joey Johns? She oh, goes probably a decade. decade, yeah. Mm. yeah. What I do see, probably back to Souths. Remember 2014, oh, yeah. I think they disagreed that Souths would win, mm, et cetera. Yep. Yep. What I do see is that it's going on internally. Mm. <laughs> I've been fortunate to see... Uh, what it looks like at a number of organisations, but the commitment of players is uh, they've turned up every week. My focus is on coaching the players, as I've said a number of times over the past couple of weeks. Clubs do go through these stages at some stage. It's a cycle where clubs, where their club is obviously at, at the yes, moment. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose they'd be waiting for the, the – haven't they got Tim Sheens into – They have some sort of director of football. Director of football, yes. Yes, it's good. and do they have a centre of excellence? Well, see, I don't think see, they do. I think you hit this on the head. I always thought that they were rebuilding Concord Oval. Yes, as a Tiger Second of Tiger West Centre or West Tigers Centre of Centre of Excellence. Yes, but that doesn't be the case. No, it doesn't, does it? Does it? And there's, I don't think there's a centre of excellence in Campbelltown. Well, that's where I'd start. That's where I'd start. If yes. I could get a TP up there. Yes. And maybe have put up some bunting around it, centre of excellence, arrows pointing towards stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. You know, I think that would be a real help. Make, give the club something to feel. It would, it would, it would. I, I, I don't know what electorate that falls into, Campbelltown HG. I'm, I'm a bit People unsure. People would know. People would know. Yeah. And whether they should, you know, approach the local member, you know, with an election in the air, it might be time to develop a policy either from the opposition or the government, About what attitude do they have towards the Campbelltown Centre of Excellence for the West Tigers? And rugby league in and general. And rugby league in general. Mm. I mean, there's no reason. I, I don't know what shooting facilities are like <laughs> in the Campbelltown area. I don't know how far you've got to go to, to get a bang. I have no idea. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side. Yes, and if you want to get involved with the show and uh, contest the IPCC's findings, Text number 0467920222, 0467920222 or at royanhg at abc.net.au. Now, the following have, Roy. Uh, yes, David uh, from Randwick's been in touch, HG. He says, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, I'm sure it's not been missed with your listeners the very short time between your expose on the NRL soaps and the resignation of the murderer from the AFL. He didn't last more than three days once this hit the spotlight. May I be the first to label this incident as Soapgate? <laughs> I reckon they've been running this racket for years now. What else beyond soaps will be uncovered now that the cat's out of the bag? What a good question. It is a very, very good question. Because it is a scandal. Yeah. 
An absolute scandal. Absolute scandal. I think if we need to probe supermarkets and yep. ask people to look on the label yes. and find – I've done mm. a bit of work myself and found 75 products. Yes. It might be between 70 and 75 products of which the uh, royalties are going to the going AFL. Going to the AFL. But it's all sorts of things. So it's not just toothbrushes and soaps and, yeah. you know, cleaning products. Toilet, cleaning. toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's just, it's just out of control and both parties are ignoring this. They are. You know, they so are. At these, you know, I was call, going to call them fan forums where the candidates get up and yeah. spruik their wares. Mm. The first question should be, what are you doing about the scandal in our supermarkets? Yeah. Sir, Sir, madam. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, last week, uh, Happy Rugby League, says Paul from Morpeth. Um, last week you were pointing out the positive effect Rugby League would have on Gus's favourite show, Married at First Sight. Uh, while this would surely be a ratings winner, I think perhaps you may have looked at this with blinkers on. You extol the virtues of the female marrying the Rugby League player, but what if the player was one of the girls from the NRLW comp? This would make a massive difference and would gain a whole new level of understanding of the women's game and the troubles they endure on a weekly basis. Surely nine would be doubling the ratings in no time. Added to this would be a new audience for NRLW games as fans of Married at First Sight and the NRL uh, NRLW would tune into each week to see what hijinks their favourite player has been up to and to check their rugby league IQ. A win for the game and a win for Sneezeby. I can... Do nothing but agree wholeheartedly. I agreed wholeheartedly with that. With that. I hadn't – a blinkers on? Exactly. <clears throat> yes, I, I stand accused. Yes, yes, I know yes, that's yes. an excellent idea. But, and, but there's no reason you couldn't have the, you know, a, a rugby league player marries at first sight a rugby league women's player. I know. I know. That's right. I mean – I mean, that imagine, would be glorious. It would. I mean, so many problems solved there. The image – Glorious. They'd have so much in common. I know. Wouldn't they? Yeah, that's an excellent suggestion. They, they wouldn't be scratching their heads wondering, you know, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> hey? Tackling. How do you go low? Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you go yeah, high ankle or do you go low? Yeah. yeah. Ankle taps. Yeah, yeah. Just demonstrate in the backyard. Okay, let's get out in the backyard <laughs> yeah. and have a go. Let's have a bit of a There's run a rating, around. Rating. <laughs> now, uh, this has come from Darren. <clears throat> Darren. Uh, he says, happy rugby league. Uh, sports betting, odds prior to the TV game. I would like to see an independent review of the betting numbers prior to kickoff. Perhaps the ABC's Anthony Green could be hired to provide an independent analysis of the numbers and odds prior to the game. Anthony's accuracy and skills could make a few sports betting staff a little bit nervous. Well, I, well, think... I agree that he certainly he's certainly got a lot of uh, fans, fans, and, and runs on the board. Runs on the board. I, I think what they? they're suggesting he's suggesting there is that these <clears throat> the odds are not well. You're talking about betting here. You've got to be honest. Is people are going to rort it as best as they can. Of course. Uh, in favour, maybe put up in favour of the betting company as opposed to the punter. Yes. Which is no surprise, really. No, no. They would no, do that. No. Um, no. I, I'm not sure what to make about that. I find betting on football almost impossible because you've got a choice of two and if you get it wrong, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But if anyone <clears throat> was going to... Anthony Green, sort it out. Yeah. But he could... I mean, if there was a show, let's call it uh, Australia, Let's Bet, right? So... Does Sneesby know about this? No, I'm just suggesting... You know, I haven't spoken to Sneesby about it at all. Mm. He's still got his feet on the desk, you know, taking soundings. Wake up, Sneesby! <laughs> uh, but if we had, you know, 
Australia Bets with Anthony Green. Oh, yeah, hello, I'm liking everyone. it already. Yeah, hello, everyone. You might be looking at our rugby league this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some games coming up. These are my recommendations. Right. West Tigers to lose 100 to 1. Something like that, you know what I mean? People take, well, take notes and... Let's take... Um, we've got a few coming up. Uh, so we've got uh, today, yeah. Seagulls v Titans. What do you think, Anthony? Oh, it, well, Anthony would say uh, uh, Seagulls by between seven and nine. Excellent. Storm and Sharks? Storm and Sharks. Storm by between one and three. <laughs> and then tomorrow, <laughs> Roosters and Warriors? Roosters... By between 17 and 24. And and Dragons and Knights, that's hard. One, oh, that's the trickiest, isn't mm. it? That's your game of the round, your talking yeah, point. Yeah, that, that is your talking point. What do you think, Andy? Well, I think, okay, Knights between one and two. And then Eels v West Tigers. <laughs> Eels be... Fascinating show. Yeah, but then coming... Because we haven't got to racing yet. No, I know. And coming up after the break, Punter of the Week. Punter of the Week. I mean, it can go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, all Sneezeby has to do is green light it. That's right. Then you end the, end the show with last week's winners. Who won the most? You know? Could be, you know, well, I don't know. Darren. Yeah. Jarvon. Jarvon, that's right. Jarvon, uh, yeah. put a bet on herself to streak <laughs> and, and, and a thousand to one and, did and it. you know, went to the Ned's level. <laughs> ah, now, Pat from uh, yes, Darrenburn, mm-hmm. been in touch, just wondering if Sneezeby and Channel 9 should sign Camp Smith to do a 532-show contract for his Eye of the Storm TV show. Would be a nice touch to have a show for every game he played at the Storm and on the representative front. At 30 episodes a season, we're talking over 17 years of NRL gold. How could Sneeze be refused an offer like that? That gives it a twang, doesn't it? It really does bring it home. It does. Isn't that great? I mean, how reassuring would that be? It'd give you a lot of certainty. I mean, sure, it's all well and good to look forward to the President's Cup. You know, in 2048. In 2048 or whatever it is. But if you've got the assuredness of 17 years of the eye of the storm. Well, we're talking 2040, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Fantastic. Now, uh, this has come from Chris. Yep. With the murderer stepping down as boss of the AFL, now seems the perfect time for his brother home to take over and build a dynasty. Presumably the lethal streak is in the genes and as a manager, home would ask all the right questions. Can you talk us through it? How'd it feel? With such regularity as to bore everyone around him to death. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, he'd certainly bring a certain twang home, wouldn't he? He, he certainly he'd, would. He'd certainly and be an eased back sort of. He would. You wouldn't get overwhelmed mm. with discussion no. about whether they've got Hands in the back, right? <laughs> yes. Or, you know, holding the ball. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. That, that just wouldn't be on the agenda. No, you just pass that on to, yeah. has anyone it's got a, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, take us through it. <laughs> How'd it feel? Yeah. How'd it feel when you're asking that question? You know, yeah. you're interested in pushing in the back, and I get that. But how does it feel asking that question? Well, and then if he's got, you know, <laughs> Say, uh, you know, Geelong Hawkins, Tom yeah. Hawkins, yeah. in, you know, Tom, did you really put the hands in the back? <laughs> Take us through it. Take us through it. 
writes itself. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, <clears throat> this has come from the professor in Five Doc. Oh, yeah. Professor Haim? Yeah. Um, rugby League. I think it's totally inappropriate for the referees to call players by their first names. Or any name, really. You know, Cooper over here. Daily, tell your players to get off them quicker, etc., etc. This shows a level of familiarity that's not conducive to open and fair-handedness. Well, would this happen in a court of law? Would a judge addressing the defendant as now, as in now, Roger, tell us what really happened <laughs> when you put that bloke in the boot? Or Chopper, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have cut that bloke's fingers off, should you? You know. Do the refs go into the sheds at the end of the game and have a cold one with the players? How can they remain impartial? Would much rather hear number 13 roosters over here on report. Captain, number nine, have a talk to your players as the next one is headed for the bin. What are your thoughts on this over-familiarity, he asks. Yeah, look, <clears throat> I think when uh, certain referees like Harrigan, did Harrigan introduce all of this? this I calling think he the, might have done. Calling the players by their names. By their first names. And then it gets down to nicknames. Yes, you know, and all that sort of uh, stuff. No, I don't like it. I, I don't, don't like, like it. it. I think that, you know, yeah. it's a slippery slope. Language is important. Exactly. Isn't it? Language is very important. Very important. And it's a slippery slope. Yeah, and you've got a number on your back. Yeah. You so can... you can be identified. Exactly. That's why it's there. Want to put your name on your back. Eh? I know you do in State of Origin, and mm. that's probably in State of Origin, that's where you can say, hey, Jared, leave him alone. Not that Jared's playing. No. But I get your <laughs> But point. you get the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if it is just numbers on the back sort of game, like regular NRL round, it should just be number nine over here. Yeah. See, the familiarity. Bin, ten minutes. Thanks very much. And on your way. No, no, you can't talk. <laughs> yeah. I won't. I won't. Yeah. I won't. Come on, off you go. Do you want 20? You can have it. <laughs> now, having said that, I believe the familiarity is a slippery slope to imbecilism. Oh, it is. Which is what? It is. Which is what the game is suffering at the moment. I agree with you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's a slippery slope. Standards. Standards. Society. Society. That's what this election is all about. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And <clears throat> I think players should have to call the referee, sir. That's not bad. No, no, I know over here. Yes, sir. Mm. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me in the bin? I'm in on the, my way. In the bin. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Civility. <coughs> it's no great effort. No. You know. And Remember, of course, he's in the AFL. They're going through a torrid time trying to work out what standing on the mark means. Oh, yeah. Now, you can't talk back. You can't put your hands out. You've no. got to stay there in like a like a tree. Yeah. Still, dead still. Dead still. If you move, I, I mean, I used to love that business of people jumping about trying to distract it. the bloke taking the kick. Now, the other night. You mean you can't do that anymore? Well, that's a really interesting question. The other night, there yeah. was a... A number of players were pinged 50 metres, or a couple of players. Yeah. I think Harris, I want to say, the fullback for Brisbane, yes. was pinged 50 metres on one occasion for actually lifting his arms up. Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, you have the guy in the glasses, Mason Cox, yeah. jumping about like a loon. And he got spot. away with it. He got away with it. So there's no consistency. Inconsistent. Exactly. No consistency. Was the bloke who got pinged 50, was he being insolent, insolent while he raised his arms? He's not that sort of player. He may well have been, but no. I don't get the idea that he's that sort of player. And he can you the... march a player 50 for insolence? For oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big go now. Big oh, go okay. now. It's he not was... in rugby league. You don't get anything for insolence in rugby league. No, it's uh, all comers. And more's the pity. <laughs> I mean, people would love that. 
Rugby League Relief is now operating in 43 war-torn dumpster fire countries. It is bringing a powerful message of hope and a brighter tomorrow through the greatest game of all. Proudly supported by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now... Last weekend, there were some big races, uh, and one of the biggest was Think It Over, uh, who took out, well, one of the biggest races of Queen Elizabeth Stakes, won by Think It Over. Right. And <clears throat> this was a, a daring ride by Nastra Willa, mm-hmm. who uh, thought that the better going would be out wide. So about the 200 metres from the winning post, he haired off on Think It Over to the outside fence mm-hmm. and won by a few lengths or a couple wow. of lengths. That, that, that's knowing your course, isn't it? It is. He'd walked yeah. the course, He'd obviously the course. spoken to people who knew how the drainage worked on, yes. you know, the new Ramwick surface and so on. And it was, so it was... Well, that's a brilliant win. It was. It was uh, the race of the century, provided the ride of the century and also gave race goers the shock of the century as the forgotten horse in the field. Yeah, right. You often say that, the yep. bet on the forgotten horse. Yeah. Uh, think it over won the uh, race. Now, it was a bit of a, you know, cause for controversy connected right. with the race. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to forget that when he said that this is Rurula coming back to scale for a long time. You get it right like that and the horse does uh, what he knew he could do. It might be my biggest win. However, he won't forget it for another reason. In his desperation to leave the all the stars, and there were a lot of big-name horses running in this race, mm-hmm. in his wake, Rurula broke the whip rule by striking Think It Over eight times before the 100-metre mark mm-hmm. and 20 times in total. So if I do the maths right, he... from the 100 metre mark in the last 100 metres, mm. he uh, banged it 12 times. Right. The stewards suspended Marilla for two weeks mm. and issued the two weeks, I might add, starts after today, I think. Good. Uh, two weeks and, um, you know, issued a 40,000 penalty. A $40,000 fine. Mm. <laughs> One of the biggest fines for excessive whip use. Wow. Uh, but. Let's face it, uh, it was a fraction of what he earned for the ride because oh, okay. it was a very rich race. Yeah, right. So um, right. he said afterwards to win a, win the, on that horse for the trainer Parker mm. and the owners was one of my best moments in racing. I'm very disappointed that I broke the whip rule because I'm very respectful of them. I just think it was a, a very big penalty and will appeal the size of it, which he subsequently did. Did he? Mm. And they knocked 10 grand off it. I think he's down to 30 grand. Right. Now. Okay. Yes. Now, the difficulty is here, I'm very disappointed that I broke the whip rules because I'm respectful of them. Yeah. Now, when it goes on, mm. uh, Rurilla said, think it over, well, Rurilla lauded for a tactical masterpiece that saw think it over, get out, outside fence, etc. Mm. He had outmaneuvered his rival by finding the best going, etc. He had to wait until it got to the 200 metre mark before he drew the rip, whip and hit think it over eight times. Uh, before the 100 metres and three more than permitted and a total of 20 times all over. It's understood the New South Wales Jockey Association will support Warilla in his appeal against the penalty. Right. A representative told the Herald that it, uh, its members believe in the whip rules but often feel penalties were too severe. Yeah. I suppose a lot of murderers feel that as well. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the fine... So he was three over. He, he Three over, so he was essentially fined 10,000 per... Bash. Bash. Uh, that's an interesting question. Mm. An interesting question. The fine was more than a third of Orilla's winnings percentage, uh, uh, winning percentage, and two weeks obviously could cost him another 25000 in rides, especially if he can't go to, to yeah. the carnival. Yeah. Now, the stewards, Mark Van Estel, 
Gestel said there'd be to be had to be a deterrent for breaching the rip rule, particularly in the biggest races. The stewards panel reviewed the final 200 metres before issuing <laughs> correct weight to see whether it would lodge a protest against Think It Over being declared the winner because of the whip. Ah. Yes. It's hard to see a reason to uphold a protest given half a length back to the second horse. We ca- cannot see a breach of the rules uh, like that in such a big race. It was clear breach and had to be penalised. We cannot see a breach, meaning they can't. People yeah. can't break the law willy-nilly. Yeah. Rel- Willis' record of having two previous whip offences in feature races in past six months added to the premium of his penalty. Oh, okay, now, he so, was- he's got a, so he's got a record. <clears throat> he has. He'd been fine. Yeah, and yet, he's, yet he believes in it. Well, I don't yeah, he get believes this in the rules. I don't get this at all. As I've There's said, an inconsistency so, in his evidence, isn't there? There is, my lud. Yes. There is, my lud. Okay. Now, do you know... He's a serial... Well... Can we use the word serial? Yeah. A, no. a, a recidivist. Recidivist, thank you. He's been fined 20000 given a week's suspension uh, when... Oh, it's down to 20000 now? No, no, no. Separate separate incident. Oh, separate incident. Eduardo, oh. this is in so the Everest. So he was two over last time. Yeah. That's the, the, the 20000 Mm-hmm. Okay. And was fined 2000 last week when runner-up on Commando Hunt in the country championship. Now... What I don't get, mm. he's aware of the rules, respects the rules, but he, he can't help himself but break them. Mm. Now, how many criminals would get off yeah. if that was the case? I put it to you mm. that the stewards should have protested the win. Yes. On principle alone. Yes. We're never going to stand Well, you've got this. to ask yourself, would think it over have won had he not been bashed that extra three times? Well, this is the thing. That's that, the thing. I know. We're never going to know. <laughs> are we? We could ask the horse. I mean, is Think It Over a bludger or not? I mean, does he respond to the whip? Do we know much about Think It Over? We know a lot about Think It Over. And, in <laughs> fact, as it said here, yeah. the forgotten horse. The forgotten horse. He hadn't what, been... forgotten because he doesn't get bashed much or what? <laughs> See, the difficulty is the principle is what I've got to get The principle, here. yes. I, have we got these rules to make racing? Well, look, if it's up to Volandis, isn't it? He's the boss of racing. <clears throat> He's the boss of racing. Well, Volandis, Hasn't Volandis got to put out an edict and says, all right, if your horse is struck more than the allowable number of times, that horse is disqualified? Exactly, that's what I mean. That's It's got to be clear. That's got to be clear. Yeah, otherwise it's going to go on and on and on until the end of well, time. Well, you know what's going to happen. The connection's going to say to the jockey, oh, hit him as much as you like. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll cover it. We'll cover it. Yeah, yeah. We'll cover it. I don't care if you get fine money, $250,000. No, we'll cover it. Just, just get in there first. Mm, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I see no <clears throat> I see no possible, what would I call it? Um, yes. You know. Well, all right. Well, no let's, possible let's, excuses. Okay, 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 so the, no so, excuses. All right. So, 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 so the race is overturned. The horse that came second, if it was hit, you know, just the right amount of time, it wins. Yeah. So you're punished that way. Yeah. <clears throat> and the connections are warned off for six months. That's better. <laughs> no, I like the way you're thinking. But when's it, when are we going to get to it? And and at the same time... Well, he's got to get serious. Philander's got to get serious. Philander's has to get serious. And say, all right, enough is enough. Mm. No more hitting horses more than you're allowed. See, there would be some... Conversation. What don't you understand about that? Jockey? <laughs> See, there would be some people who say, well, that's too many times already. Yeah, they would. I mean, I'm... I, I, and I'm, you can argue that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And if Philander's listening, he might say, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay, well. okay, you're only allowed to hit it twice. Yeah, twice. Now, that's one thing. Yeah. Put that on pause for a minute. Sure. And, and then got... they'll be saying, oh, can we use bigger whips? <laughs> <laughs> now, this story we've sat on for a little while because we didn't have a, basically because of COVID. Oh, yeah. But Racing Victoria says it's given up trying to get into schools to promote their sport to kids. 
given up. Why? Well, <laughs> Giles Thompson, the boss, mm. uh, says he pointed to wokeism amongst parents as the reason for why schools reject racing. Can I put it to you that these two stories, natural ruler and think it over, and this story are connected? Uh-huh. Because whatever rules they say yeah. in racing, don't spare close examination. Right. You can't hit the horse. Oh, well, you can, etc. So yeah. no wonder parents get upset. Anyway, yeah. in a na- see, their idea is normalising the bet. And that's Valandis's whole rave is to normalise, make the punt normal. Yeah. You know, you just go everywhere you punt. You know, how can you have not have fun? But you've got to punt. You've got to get your mates. You've got to get to the Ned's level. All that yeah. sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. All that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. right. Yep. In a, this is the TAB, sorry, Racing Victoria, in announcing a record half-yearly turnover, figures on, you know, between July 1st and December 30th, mm. that's last year, On this is obviously early in March, Tom said he was confident racing had engaged the 20-somethings and the 30-somethings who were still filling race tracks and punting on the sport. Now, you can see where they're going. Mm. The big problem is teenagers and yeah. 12-year-olds. Yep. So... He admitted the industry had little luck in trying to get into schools to promote all things good about racing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> i just leave that there and <clears throat> let yeah. others worry about that, mm. saying 95% of schools had knocked back Racing Victoria initiatives. Oh. What the schools as, don't want them there? They don't, such as free educational incursions. Incursions? <laughs> what? Anyway, three educational visits to schools from wait for it horses or jockeys or, you know, visits the racetracks. It only takes one parent to object to the headmaster or headmistress that you're encouraging kids to gamble and uh, that'll shut it down. Yep. When we could deliver education programs, it was wildly successful, but we couldn't get into schools. 95% of schools would say, we're not interested, and you'd say, why not? And they'd say, parents won't put up with it. You describe it as wokeism, if you like. It only takes one parent to put a kibosh uh, when 50 parents might be for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, but Thompson said racing challenge uh, when it came to engaging children wasn't just gambling related. Oh, what a blow. Yeah, yeah. You need to have a really sharp focus on what you're doing in the school. Now, Mm. you and I have argued and tossed this around for years. Yeah. You have taken Rooting King to many schools. Yep. Kids love it when they see the king coming. They see the float. Their little faces light up, HG. I know. I know. I mean, kids love horses. And? They do. They relate to horses. Yeah. They, they just love it, the power of the horse, all of that. And, you know, honestly, if you see a, a horse with a jockey wearing his or her silks, mm-hmm. go into the quadrangle of a school during, during assembly. Yeah. I mean, the applause breaks out. Yeah. The kids Magic. love it. They can't believe how small yeah. adults can be. Yes. And then the other thing was Fractious Bruce yeah. and Weed Woodis would often go with the king. Yeah. They'd do all sorts of tricks. Tricks, yeah. You know, get him to count. Yeah. Jumping through a wall, <laughs> flaming wall of cardboard, all that sort of stuff. That's right. They love that. They love that. And every now and again, you know, you, you, you get a, you know, a kid to come up and sit on the horse and hit it just to see what it feels like. Did, and then his... you, you would usually leave by uh, giving a, handing out TAB tickets to the kids to fill out and, uh, you know. That, that memory. Coming back the next week to see how, they got... how much they'd won. Well, yeah, and it's amazing how often the, some of the kids did it. Some kids uh, just have that They're knack. They're They've got it. Yeah. They've got it. Now, they, they've got that instinctive. They, they, they can 
pick a winner just by looking at it. You know, I wish I had that skill, but some of these kids have got it. And it's a great shame to me, and I've said this to Peter Philanders, that these kids aren't encouraged to do it professionally. You know, to leave school <laughs> the, early. There's a course. Leave school early. If they've got that instinctive skill and make a fortune by the time they're 11. <laughs> they're set up for life. Now... You know, I get the feeling, I mean, it's a long time since I've had anything to do with educational authorities and edu- what's going on in schools, apart yeah. from sporting things, often sure. eludes me. Yeah. But I tell you what would help would be if there was some way yeah. of suggesting the smuggling money. Smuggling a horse in? Yeah, smuggling a horse. That'd be great. Great. Yeah. What a great idea. No, I was trying to get a... What about giving kids a burner phone with an account on it? Say with 200 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Mm. And then they can shock their parents, say, at the end of term, say, look... I've got half a million dollars. Do you want some of it? <laughs> now, what I've got is the idea that people think that by betting on the TAB mm. that the money goes somewhere else. You know, oh, yeah. Maybe not to – it gets mm. hoovered up into general revenue. All right. So, you know, it might get hoovered up and spent on ports, say a new Darwin port. Oh, yeah. Some sure. of that or the Darwin to Dubbo Canal, sure. whatever you want to do. Sure, sure, sure. Or but a shooting range. Shooting range. Yeah. So, say, so Mangarata when they're in Omeo. Yeah. Now, what I think has to happen is it has to be – are done under the banner mm. of what goes through the slot stays in the spot, ah. meaning that if your school is yeah. gambling, you know, say several thousand a week, yeah. that your school benefits from the turnover of that money and that just not generally willy-nilly people who have no interest in your school or education or anything like that get advantage. Yeah. Do you understand I what I mean? I do. So I do. So if it can be proven, say, that, uh, oh, I don't know, Glebe Primary has put in $1.4 million, Yeah, they get $1.4 million or a percentage thereof to yeah, come back to the school. goes straight back to the school. See, I was shocked, you know, the other day when the numbers came out in New South Wales mm. that Ashfield, which is a very keen yep. punting and poker oh. machine area, yep. the best in the world. One of the best, so. I agree. Yeah. So what happens is their money got to pay for a meandering garden in Hornsby. Now, I was oh, living. Oh, hang on. I was living. I mean, living. Absolutely. <laughs> hang on. I mean, I just thought all that How hard long has work, this been happening? Why, this is, this is previous administration. I'm sure the current administration, the Peritet tool government, yeah. would be yeah. right up behind this as a wheeze. Take money from the sure. poor, spend it in suburbs that are rich. Who's the current racing minister in New South Wales? Do we know? I don't know, no. Someone's got to be brought to book here. See, so Stuart Ayres, he's the minister of Stuart Ayres, it's Stuart Ayres, is yeah, it? Stuart Ayres, I think, New South Wales. I mean, could be wrong. <laughs> but live it, absolutely live it. A meandering garden. Mm. You know. Can you tell me, actually, you may not know, but is it illegal, we know it is in Victoria, but is it illegal in New South Wales for jockeys and horses to turn up at schools? Uh... I can't answer that directly, but I don't think so. Right. Meaning that if you... Unannounced? Well, Or yeah. maybe a quick phone call when you've arrived or... We're here. ...send someone into the, to the principal's office. There's half a dozen horses out here with jockeys. <laughs> Before Rugby League, there was nothing. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now... McLaughlin going. I suppose we have to spend a few minutes with this, Roy. <coughs> yes. Uh, because I think it impacts rugby league. Yeah. Uh, um, someone suggesting that the resignation of the Tasmanian Premier might have hastened his decision to retire. Well, the uh, thing is that Gutwin was mm. a very big supporter of the Tasmanian team. He was. 
the new guy is supportive, but it strikes me that he's not nearly as sort as of driven as driven. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, so. So McLaughlin's done his work there. Oh, he, yeah, but, but, without a doubt. Perfect. Now he says here he's uh, he's a significant piece of business to fit in before he goes, leading negotiations to a new broadcast agreement that underpins the competition's business model. Mm. Uh, he said at a big press conference where thousands of people gathered at the MCG. I mean, maybe four or five hundred thousand. Yeah. It's an emotional day. It's close to tears. I'd like to reiterate, I said this, uh, you know, when I started this role, it's an honour and privilege to serve this game. Uh, it's the best game in the world. The responsibility has never been lost on me. I feel the game is in better shape now than when I took over, yeah. but uh, the scoreboard will be for others to judge. Uh, well, I think there is some <clears throat> truth to certain sections of the of the of um, that comment, yes. but I think the refereeing is still, well, the umpiring is still driving people nuts, but yes. be that as it may. Now, he's got... Uh, He's got the uh, negotiated new and women's collective bargaining agreements, formalised new funding agreements with the clubs, including changes to the soft cap and finalised recommendation for the AFL Commission and the prospect of a 19th team in Tasmania. Well, that'll never happen. Now, I'm leaving now because it feels right. Right for the AFL, right for me, right for my family. It's clearly more complicated but, than that, but actually it's simple. It's In simple terms, it's not. Uh, no, he said he had no idea of what he was going to do next except write children's books. Uh, that was the fun. I have no idea of what I'm going to do. Someone said to me, you can't uh, sell a secret. Uh, I've, I've never heard that term before anyway, be that as it may. I've had some thoughts, but I've not had a conversation of substance with anybody apart from Peter Volandis and the Rugby League. Now, I would have never felt comfortable leaving until I thought everything was in order, which is now. It was a tough couple of years during the pandemic. He obviously thanked uh, his brother Hamish, who he thought could do a great job if given a chance at the top job, because he had asked all the right questions. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yes. And uh, he said his sadness that he's uh, leaving the uh, game, which has been part of his personal professional life for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Clearly an emotional day, because I've spent 20 years of my life here. I feel good about where... Uh, the league is, and I feel good about the fact that it's right time and I've got a plan with Richard and Richard being the, uh, I think Goiter is his surname, the boss of the uh, the commission. Yes. Uh, timeline gives Richard a chance. And um, he said, uh, when I stop reflecting on what I'm missing, I'll look forward and I know there will be another journey for us, which will be amazing. Amazing. Yeah, especially yes. involved with rugby league. Now, then I we like come. I like that. I like that. When we come to the uh, problems here is Volanders, yeah. of course, uh, he said uh, a sobering warning, the brain trauma and the need to grow the women's and community football will be major challenges as the AFL uh, chief executive steps down. I mentioned some of these before. Volanda says, I think Gil's done an outstanding job at killing the AFL. I think that he's completely taken for granted. He's an extremely good administrator and I believe he'll be hard to replace. Well, no one will bump off more people than him. No or more comps than him, yep. they're going to be in it for a real challenge because uh, the contribution and value has been underestimated. He's done an outstanding job in a very... Oh, well, you know. Outstanding job. Good. You know. I, I, look, he could go anywhere, couldn't he now, uh, Gil? Uh, Overseas to the English Premier League, for He instance? could if he wanted to. I'm, I, I'm thinking maybe something like the Administrative Appeals Tribunal. Ah, he'd be excellent on he'd that. He'd be excellent at that. What uh, about the Board of AMP? Or would shooting in Wagga appeal to him? 
Oh, take over uh, the 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 centre of excellence. The centre of excellence there, the Maguire Maguire centre of excellence of shooting excellence. I mean, that's got a lot of. It's got a function room. It does. It's got a cafe. It's got a restaurant. It's got a lot of. Has it still got the ballroom that was being planned? HG. It it has. I think that's still does. And the concert hall. Wasn't there a concert hall involved (laughs) with it? Concert hall was involved. I don't think on that site though. That, oh, okay. People will know this. Yes, they will. Uh, they I, would. I don't think it was on that site. I think there's a concert hall plan. Yes. Um, concert hall that seats a thousand, I think. Yeah, was, big, that, was that the idea? I think we're, so. we're, is there a fully, is there an orchestra? Complete orchestra? The Wagga S- Orchestra. Wagga, the Wagga? The Wagga SO. Yeah. The Symphony, Symphony Orchestra. Symphony Orchestra. WSO. If not, there should be. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, they have an army band located out there somewhere? Well, they it, may well have an army uh, band. Great. I've seen it in rehearsal. Yes. Could they play in the ballroom of the Centre of Shooting Excellence, the Maguire? On Anzac Day? On Anzac Day. With a, with a, with a, a kit bag full of yes. army hits. That would be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sure Gil McGoughan could be interested in that. Yes. Now, Volandis, mm. um, concussion is an issue for all competitive sports. Going to be difficult, I think. Uh, continued growth of the women's game, etc. Continuing extended roots into the community football is going to be a big thing. Yes. Uh, the challenges now, uh, be they technology or the things we're learning about traumatic brain injury, how to play the game, or the legitimate expectations or players uh, and their families and etc. You know, yes. challenges with health and safety and so on, and people running on with flares and nudists coming. They're going to be the big issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it go to from here? You know, uh, do you think they just have to put a ad in the Age or the Herald Sun oh, to to replace Gil? Yeah, or do they? Yeah, well, they'd, they'd, look, obviously they'd they'd have a few names in mind already. Mm-hmm. Has Eddie Maguire expressed interest? Oh well, I think there might be a push to get Eddie involved. Yes, because he's he's some of his. What latest... about Jeff Kennett? Any <laughs> talk of Jeff getting well, involved? Well, Jeff would be an ideal. Jeff candidate. would be. Yeah, he'd be very hands on. He would. He just wouldn't ask the questions like Haim though. No. Oh, no, no, no. No, if you want someone to ask, ask questions, Haim's your man. But if you want solutions, mm. well, you've got to no. go towards Jeff, well, haven't you? You see, you do, and I've got to say is that Eddie recently suggested they put a roof on the MCG, which I thought was a terrific contribution. Great idea. Terrific contribution. Yes. Um, Great idea. Great idea. Or do we look to do overseas? Overseas. Do we look to go overseas? Uh, I don't know. See, overseas, would you like to get in, say, somebody who ran baseball in America? I mean, yes. obviously a cost of quid, but mm. they'd take the international perspective. Is that where the AFL has to go well, now? Well, it depends what the, what the vision is for the AFL. The is the AFL just going to be marking time, whereas is it the moment with so many teams and that's it, that's as far as we go? No talk of expansion. Why not, why not try to get some sort of serious international involvement? Why not try to really seed the game overseas? Mm-hmm. You know, Ireland obviously would be the, a, starting the, the, point. a starting point. Yeah, because people play a similar. Because they play a very similar game. game. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> Using a round ball, I think. <clears throat> and above and below. And I above and below to... and all that sort of <clears throat> stuff. I know <clears throat> it's a bit weird. But, uh, but it's, yeah. just because you're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be great. That would be great. Hmm. Well, there's some suggestions. What about someone like Dermot Brereton? <laughs> After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. 
Uh, just before we go on, one thing that bobbed up this week apropos of international football is the idea that Football Australia says it will take an open mind into talks on the creation of an Asian Super League that has come barely 12 months after a similar idea pushed by European tops clubs is crushed by an avalanche of fan anger. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Well, would it interrupt the A-League, wouldn't it? Well, that's what I mean, you know. I mean, the A-League's just found, found, found its feet. The A-League's oh, yeah. gone through the roof. Well, you know, would this mean we wouldn't be able to see Perth Glory go round because they got promoted to the Super League? Oh, is that, what, is that the well, only one? Well, I don't Sydney know. Sydney FC, the Blues, suddenly they're playing in Asia. Well, they're in the number dead, the dominant side. Yeah. I, maybe not quite this week, but nonetheless. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. The, you know, your Brisbane Roar or the Central Coast Mariners. Or, yes. Are they all going up Are they going to go play in some sort of international some or, Asian competition? Or even worse, all the stars from those clubs yeah. join together make new teams, um. which when we have to get used to go and play in Asia. I mean, I don't know. See, it's, it, this article says in the... Well, I think, I think Australian football fans are very, very loyal. Mm. You know, and Balchi, and they will not want to see someone like, you know, your Roar or your Glory playing elsewhere. No. They don't want to be denied access to seeing them every sound bloody week. Well, the, the other thing is, in this article in the nine newspapers. Yes. Yeah, it needs to be in that lot. Uh, as the winds of change continue to blow through the world football, Football Australia has been invited to join a task force that will explore the creation of a new pan-Asian competition right. that could have a dramatic implications on the A-League. Right, task force. Who's go. on the task force? I refuse to go. I say, bugger it. We're going to boycott the task force, haven't we? Because that's where it all starts. That's where the mess starts, isn't it? A task, a task force. <laughs> Tell me it's the now. last bloody thing we need. Australia will now be involved in further discussions along with representatives from, wait for it, from Japan, South Korea, China yeah. and the and from AFC's East Zone and Saudi Arabia, Qatar, wow. UAE, Uzbekistan. I mean, all of a sudden it's the world. It's the world, isn't it? Well, you I, get well, to Uzbekistan. I, like, I like the sound of this. I like the sound of this. Mariners v Uzbekistan. Well, now, now there could be some genuine interest in this. I didn't realise it was that far advanced. That that uh, that that big in scale and concept. Now you know what drives this, of course. Yes. Is television money. Of course. Yeah. See, what happens is they can't get enough. They want a midweek competition. Yes. Thursday and Wednesday and Thursday and see sure. what's happening with the league on Thursday. The Thursday night yes. AFL. Yes. Somehow. Football Australia have to give a competition sure. featuring top clubs from all these countries mm. would have clear and significant appeal to sponsors and broadcasters. Certainly would. I mean, a lot Is of... Is interested? Is he... Sneesby's on the sniff. Right. Now I can see it fitting, slotting right into their new program, all sport program. Mm. Now it's however unclear whether it would be a breakaway league that would take clubs out of the domestic competition to removing, for instance, yep. you know, Sydney FC, Melbourne City, et cetera, yep. or would somehow include the idea of the clubs are there. Right. But you would only have the top flight yes. going up to play in Uzbekistan. Right. But imagine, you know. Well, I, uh, look, I, I, I think if, if the, the Australian football-loving public are taken by the hands and guided through what the implications are for Sydney FC and Brisbane Roar, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if people are informed, I think they'll understand and go with the idea. You, you can't just surprise them with a fait accompli. No. You've got to take them through it. Yeah, right. And see what benefits them. Yes. But yes. What I don't quite understand is, is, is that the thin edge of the wedge so all of a sudden that one that was knocked on the head by the fans in Europe recently yes. will come back onto the agenda? I assume so, yes. If they look at the success of what's happening with the Asian League, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's irresistible. It's, it? it would be absolutely and irresistible. I assume that... But, but Australia's just going to have to get used to the fact that the A-League, as we know it... Will disappear. Will disappear completely. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people who probably think that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Under that telling note, Roy, before you have any more bright ideas, uh, I just wanted to reiterate that teams like Barcelona and Argentina... And Real you know, Madrid. They're all coming... Yep. And they all see Australia as a gold mine of, you know, fandom and, yes. uh, you know, merchandising possibilities. Yes. And that's why they come, because their television and the sales of merchandise are incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I, I mean, the, the future of Australian football is not on the paddock. No. <laughs> it's in the shops. <laughs> that's right. And on that point, that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side this week. Stay tuned for Andrew's excellent slog through the coming matches. It goes on tomorrow and then, of course, finishes up on Monday. All ahead on ABC Grandstand. In the meantime, bludge on, bludgers. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.